0: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Jesse DePlante is here. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast today. Last week, we preached a sermon entitled, You Do Not Have a Shelf Life, Part 1. This is Part 2. And I'm going to tell you something. You know, as a Christian, time doesn't matter. It really doesn't because you're an eternal being. Christ in you, the hope of glory. I mean, your body may be getting older, but your spirit is young. Glory to God. And there's a whole generation that won't see death. And I believe it's us, boy. I believe Jesus is coming in my lifetime. I kind of like to believe like that. It's a blessing. So let's go into part two of this message. You're going to be blessed. You do not have a shelf life. Call a friend, tell them to turn that television on, get a pencil and paper, take some notes, and watch this and be blessed. Write this down. When you are sure of yourself, are you sure of yourself? When you are sure of yourself, you become a reformer of your fellow man and a reformer of society and the world. Let me say it again. When you are sure of yourself, oh, I know I can change the world. You become a reformer of your fellow man and a reformer of society and the world. You see, when I hired Rick to do my, my, uh, my, my roof, I, I was sure you could. When I hired Bobby to do all this stuff, I was sure it could. When I wanted to build a dream and I didn't know how, God sent me Richie Pichon because he knew how to build it. I knew how to dream it. He knew how to build it. Lord Jesus. When I wanted to surprise Kathy with a birthday party because I've never been able to surprise that woman. She figured it out all the time. God sent me Carrie and Tammy to put a party together for her. Uh, We had a party like a a staff party. Had to do it like it's the only way we could... Not let her know. And boy, they built. They, they had crystal in there. It was wonderful. And I fed the whole staff with fine food. You should have seen them eating. They said, some of them didn't even know what was going on because we couldn't tell too many people. They said, my God, what's all this? It was wonderful. You see what I'm saying? God sends you people when you think you can't make it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I, God told, I, one day I got up and I said, Lord, I want a miracle today. And God sent me great peace. I need a miracle. There's cancer in my throat. Not no more. We laid hands on him. And he's still here today. And that's year, what, 10, 12 years? I don't know how long ago. He's still here today. Even the doctor said, My God, this is a miracle. Do you see? God sends you people in every area. And when it's all said and done, boy, it's amazing what God does. See? See, that's conviction. You see, when you understand that, that's why this church is in existence. That's why I said, My covenant will I not break. See, that's conviction. No, alter the thing that's gone out of my lips. Look at this. See, I love that verse. See, that's conviction. I believe that. When he says something, I don't care how impossible it looks. He said it. That's steadfast. That's unmovable. That's duty. You see that? Now, let me read that verse again. Verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable. Now, let's go with the second part. Always abounding. That's motive. Why do you do what you do? Because I want to abound. I know how to abase and I know how to abound. And I make no excuses for both of them. I can sleep in the finest homes and the finest hotels in the world. And yet I can sleep in a rat hole. It don't make no difference to me. Why? Because I'm not sleeping by myself. You mean you got Catholic? No, I got God with me. You see what I'm saying? And and always abounding means motive. Write this down. Always is a key word. Always is a key word. That's what Paul was telling these people in Corinth. Our faith makes no exceptions and permits no deviation. See, I will not I deviate. The word, faith does not make an exception. Always is a key word. Always, always. Even though the devil attacks by his stripes, I am healed. Why? Because always abounding. Oh, yeah, but what about inflation? We get inflated. It don't make no difference. It makes no difference what they do. It makes all the difference what we do. That's what Paul was telling this church. They were in trouble. You see, when the COVID hit, we were in trouble. They said it's going to shut down the church. Ah, oh, couldn't do it. Why? Always abounding. Supposing, you, supposing the people wouldn't give. We never thought that. We never thought that at all. we not allowed that to come into our minds. I never thought to lay off my, my people and put them on furlough, nothing wrong with that. I'm not knocking that in any way, shape, or form. I just made up my mind, always abounding. Always, see that, that's motive. I will always abound. People call it bragging. No, I'm just giving God the glory. That's right. See, when I'm your friend, if I become a friend with you, I'm your friend for life, unless you break the covenant. That's right. Now, you may like do some things I don't like, but that don't make no difference to me. I'm still your friend. That's right. That's right. It doesn't make any difference, you see, when you understand that. I even give tips to bad waiters. They might learn something. You see what I'm saying? Why? Because you see, when you understand, when you are sure of yourself, my God, you become a reformer, I'm going to go back to the other one, of your fellow man and a reformer of society and the world. So always is a key word. Our faith faith makes no exceptions and permits no deviation. So when I I was watching Fox Business, do happened to just turn it on, and they said the inflation rate is at 8.6%. I said, well, I can do better than that. And I gave a 10% raise that morning. Are yes. oh, you bragging? No, I'm not bragging. That's always abounding. It's easy to do that when everything's going good. But it's not that easy to do it when everything's going bad. And we've had a lot of bad things happen here. But that didn't change this church. Didn't change anything. You see what I'm saying? And when you understand, that's always abounding. See, Christianity doesn't give you a place to deviate. In any way shape and form well we're gonna lighten up a little bit no we can't lighten up a little bit that's why people say he's never changed well how do you change the Word of God there was a person one time asked Pope John Paul II uh, about something they didn't like and he said if you can show me how to change the Word of God I will do that but you can't he bowed his head and walked forward you see what I'm saying so let me say this always is a key word our faith makes no exceptions and permits no deviation why but just so you don't get discouraged, well, I can if I want to. But my peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives. Enter into the rest. See, The problem is y'all waiting for the rest to enter into you. It doesn't work that way. You enter into it, and you do that through peace. You see what I'm saying? Paul the apostle was discouraged. He said, "Only Luke's with me." But sometimes people get discouraged. They misunderstand me, but they don't quit always abounding. From a prison, when they're about ready to kill him, he's writing encouraging letters to Timothy, to his spiritual sons. Think about that, spiritual daughters. You see what I'm saying? People like Phoebe and all this. I mean, just a blessing to be an honor. It's easy to say it when everything's going good, but when everything ain't working right, how do you always abound? Woo! You already have. Now, and you say, my Religion, if you want to call it religion, or my faith does not make exceptions. See, or deviate. Let me say it again. We have a faith, uh, uh, it always is a key word, our faith makes no exceptions and permits no deviation. I'll write this down. We have a faith, everybody say faith. faith. We have a faith that transcends reason. It transcends reason. Outstrips experience. We have a faith that transcends reason and outstrips experience. People always preach in their experience. I tried that, it didn't work. No, no, my faith is past that. Transcends this reason, outstrips experience. Why? Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That doesn't mean we haven't had delays, but we rejoice in the Lord always. And again, we say rejoice in every area, no matter what, spiritual, physical, financial, death, life, whatever. You see, because Christianity makes no exception for deviation. Faith transcends reason, and, my, and, it, out, and it strips experience. So my, my experiences doesn't make me believe the way I believe. It's the word of God that makes me believe the way I believe. We have a faith that transcends reason and outstrips experience. Whew. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. What a blessing. That doesn't mean I had not had sorrows. People left me. Not easy when people leave you. When you trust people and they break it. But you see, I'm not going to become what I don't like. Let me say it again. I'm not going to become what I don't like. I will, not, I will not get into that kind of stuff. I will not be offended in any way, shape, or form. Because it's not my job to judge anyone. That's God's. That's not mine. But it does hurt. But that's all right. See, this faith of mine will outstrip that experience. Oh, I like that. Let me say it again. We have a faith that transcends reason. Why would you be around that person? Well, because God said to. It outstrips experience. So I rejoiced in the Lord always, even when we had delays on this job. We had delays. Different. I mean, it's just amazing. And people all—they all thought I had all the money. They just thought I did. They think I'm so rich. I've made the Philistines envious. See, I I, outstripped the experience of the banks because they went by what they saw. I went by what I believed. You cannot build it on the budget. You don't tell me I can't because the Bible said I can do all things through Christ who strengtheneth me. God will always send me people that at my weakest He'll send me someone. To be honest, when i hit, I didn't know what to do, but he sent me Bobby. I, uh, Rick, I didn't know what to do, but you did. I couldn't even get up on top of the roof, yet I had the machine to get me up on top of the roof. But I ain't doing that. <laughs> the only time I'm getting that high is the rapture. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> but they knew what to do. I believed them. They believed me. When Richard was building my house, he said, well, you know, Jesse, uh, we can do this. I said, I just believed him. I didn't fight him. Because I knew he was in the dream build and make business. And he was very honest. He said, I never built a house this big in my life, but I know I can. Oh, I like that. Yeah. See, that's conviction. Yes, well, what would happen if you make a mistake? You fix it. Yep. You see what I'm saying? And a lot of times you change your mind during the process. You know, but that's still all right. You got someone that knows how to work with change. Yeah. So we have a faith that transcends reason. Oh, Lord, in our experience. See, that's always abounding. That's motive. Write this down. The power of the Lord carries its perpetual demands in every region of our life. The power of the Lord carries its perpetual demands. See, I'm demanded of God's word in every region of my life, spiritually, physically, and financially. You know, people say, I don't see the man sick. I don't have time to slow down for viruses to get to me. Not bragging about that. I'm like, oh, Andrew Womack, man. I love Andrew. He's a blessing of the Lord. He said, every virus that touches my body dies immediately. I said, well, I got to believe that's a good thing to believe. Yeah. Yeah. You see, the power of the Lord carries its perpetual demands in every region of our lives, every area. I took one of my spiritual sons and daughters with me to Chicago. Lynn, go Go over I said, why don't y'all come with me? Oh, yeah. So they're sitting in, the, in, in that jet. We're just flying over there, you know. And uh, I see the little girl just looking around. <laughs> Nicole, you know, real nice. And, and Chicago has what we call deep dish pizza, which means uh, you can't only pick it up with one hand. Suckers, that thick. I mean, it's just heavy. So coming back, we're eating and all that kind of stuff. And when I walked out, I received an offering, major offering. But I didn't take it. I left that for Bill Winston's ministries. Yes. That was for him. Yes. Went from, so I said, Uh well, Jesse, you didn't wait for them to count the offer. It's just not mine. I didn't charge him to go. I didn't mean to that. I came to be a blessing. Yes, sir. He's been a blessing to me and is a blessing to me. So when he said, Come on, man, I said, All right. So we had a wonderful time in the present. Some of you may have seen some of it. And I was preaching with T.D. Jakes, Amen. Leroy Thompson, yeah. uh, Samuel, uh, Samuel Rodriguez. Yeah. Who else, baby? Uh, oh, God. I, and I'm not a color person, but I was the only white preacher. <laughs> but they didn't know I was white. They thought I was black. Yeah. Why? Because I got black. <laughs> I went black. You understand? Yeah, hey, Lord, Lord. Hmm. I even had Malene going. You ought to see me, man. You'd have been proud of me. <laughs> Why? Because I don't believe in color because we're the human race. I don't care if it makes people mad. I don't care. We are one race made of many different kinds of people, but we are one race. See what I'm saying? So how can you be so successful in all those churches? You got to know when to hold them. know when to fold <laughs> See, you got to know where you are. You have to know the age that you're living in and how to function through that. You see, just the other day, they asked me to come at KCM and break ground for the new studios that's going to be built. We're going to be talking about that at the Victorathon. You ready for this? And Kathy thought, what you going to say? I said, you'll see when I get there. And she gave me a great cup. She said, you sounded so prepared. I came to break ground. You see, when God, when he formed this planet, he spoke it with words, but he broke ground over Adam. He broke ground, and out that dirt came Adam. Out that dirt came Adam, came Jesse. I was in Adam. You were in Adam. See, but he had to break ground. He broke ground in the dirt, but he formed the planet with words. So I broke ground. It was a blessing of the Lord, see. See, that's the power of the Lord that carries his perpetual demands in every region of life. Write this down. Now, remember when all this stuff happened, to be steadfast, and immovable, abounding, you're going to have criticism. Write this down. The adversary never ceases to accuse. And our Lord Jesus, our advocate, never ceases to plead. Or plead what? Plead the blood. The adversary never ceases to accuse. And our advocate, the Lord Jesus, never ceases to plead. So if you're brought in the court and you know you have a a prosecutor and a defense attorney, and that judge says, How do you plead? He wants to know how you plead. And I say, and the devil coming at me with everything when they were fighting me and wanting to destroy me worldwide, if you remember both of them jets, which was a lie. I said, I plead the blood. And the father judge said, case dismissed. He expunged it. You don't even hear about them fools anymore. Amen. Ah, so you see. So I expected. I knew was going to happen. Why? Because the adversary never ceases to accuse, and our advocate Jesus never ceases to plead to plead that blood. So what happens when the hurricane comes? I draw the bloodline. Well, why did it come to us last year? Well, because so many people believed for it. If you notice, you couldn't get anybody to say get a hurricane after Katrina for about four years, five years. People, oh, no and it didn't come. See my point? The adversary never ceases to accuse, and our advocate Jesus never ceases to plead or to plead the blood. See, because I know in whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded. You see what I'm saying? So when you understand that, that's always abounding. That's motive. So number one, steadfast and movable means a duty. Always abounding means a motive. Now let's deal with this third part, labor. Let me read that verse again. Verse 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor, right? watch this. That's not the most important word, that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. In the Lord. In the Lord. That's the most important part of that of that particular passage. In the Lord. So labor, not vain, means work. In the Lord. Your work is in the Lord, not in your opinions. But in the Lord, in your convictions, write this down. Christian labor must always be performed in the atmosphere of Christ. Christian labor must always be performed in the atmosphere of Christ. So we accomplish everything in the Lord. So I had to have God with me when I was building these buildings. And it took four years. So 97 was our first service. So you go 96, 95, 94, 93. It took four years to build everything. See what I'm saying? But I did it in the atmosphere of the Lord because I had people who knew their business saying you can't do this for this amount of money. But I knew in whom I have believed. No, you can't do that. No, I can do all things through Christ. Now people think that's bragging when I quote a scripture. Well, I'm in the scripture. In the beginning was the words, that's God. Where does God live? Here, Christ in you, the hope of glory. That's good, isn't it? You are right there in God's word. Ladies and gentlemen, You can do everything that scripture says you can do. God says you can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. But how do you do that? When your labor is performed in the atmosphere of Christ. Now, what does that mean? When you do what God tells you to do, you have to believe the unbelievable, receive the impossible, because it's doable. That's his atmosphere. Remember, your labor in the Lord is never in vain. People think it is sometimes. No, it isn't. Nothing Christ does ever fails. It never fails. The work will come to pass no matter what. Or like we say in South Louisiana come hell or high water and we've had hell and we've had high water with hurricanes, boy. And I mean necessarily, but it doesn't make any difference. We know the end result because the Bible says it and we've read it. Today I have a wonderful question to answer from a lady named man who says this. My husband and I have been called to ministry and our church is very small. We are barely getting by. How were you able to get by in the beginning, and how long did it take for you and Sister Kathy to prosper in your ministry and finances? Great question then. First, quit saying your church is very small. I'm not denying that it is. Start saying what you want instead of what you have. Start preaching that uncompromised word of God and let that light shine. Call in finance if that's what you need, spiritual, physical, finance. It doesn't make no call it in every day and call it in not only for you and your husband, but also for the members of your church, my God, and say, Lord, I want them blessing because if God bless them, they'll give more. You'll receive more. All I have an operation of sowing and reaping constantly. Listen, I know what I'm talking about. That's how me and Kathy did that. We, just, we, did, we didn't use the word small. No, indeed, we knew in whom we have believed. God is not a small God, but a big God. So start believing for total, complete restoration, financially, spiritually, and physically, and tell them every Sunday, and watch God do a miracle. I'm starting to preach, and I can't help it. Kathy's coming right now with some glorious moments, and, Anne, I believe you're going to send us one very soon. Watch this. Be blessed.
1: Welcome to Glorious Moments. You know, every time I hear about the powerful impact of God's Word on His people, it always fills me with joy and thanks to the Father. And that's exactly what the Apostle Paul wrote to the church at Colossae under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Colossians chapter 1, verse 11 and 12 in the New Living Translation says this, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all His glorious power, so you will have all the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. You know, I love that promise. And you know, it's a model prayer that you can pray for yourself and for your loved ones that need to be strengthened with all his glorious power. It's part of your inheritance and it belongs to you. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 says that through Christ you are blessed with all spiritual blessings. And Romans 8, 17 tells us that you are joint heirs with Him. So get ready to be filled with joy and strengthened with God's glorious power as I read this wonderful testimony from a real person just like you and me. You've given us cheer and more. I don't watch the news anymore. I watch Jesse Duplantis Ministries on YouTube. All I need to know is being said and taught by God's teachers, Jesse and Kathy. I look forward to these teachings of the good news of God's word because the world tells me I'm a nobody, but the Bible tells me I'm a somebody, a child of God, a saint, a friend of Jesus. I know I will be taken care of by my heavenly father and I'm going to stand by and watch it all happen Glory to God. Thank you both for all that you do for God and for His people. You know, I pray that you're filled with joy and strengthened with His glorious power today by this testimony and by the Word of God. Remember, you are anointed to win and impossible to curse. Have a fabulous day. God bless you. Do you realize that God wants you to thrive, prosper, and achieve everything he's called you to do? Well, in my book, Suited for Success, I'm gonna show you how to be fully equipped with all the essentials that you need to live a victorious and prosperous life. Your victory has already been settled. You can and will accomplish every dream God put in your heart. Suited for Success, order your copy at jdm.org today.
0: I am so excited about our June product offer. It's called Suited for Success. Kathy wrote this book. It is a blessing from God. Listen, God has suited you for a great future. He deposited within you all the essentials you need to success, and it's in this book. To get your copy, all you got to do is go to jdm.org for all the ordering information, and you'll be glad that you did. Suited for Success. And like I said last week, Pretty picture, isn't it? (laughs) Praise God. It's a blessing of the Lord. Thank you, partners, for being so courteous and kind to, to this ministry. All these years, my God, you've done so much for this ministry. 47 years of preaching. That's a long time. My Lord. Never having a financial deficit. I want to talk about that for a minute. Why? Why didn't we have financial deficit? You heard me say it I don't know how many times. I trust you. You trust me. We both trust God. We both are sowers. We both are reapers, spiritually, physically, and financially. Now, you know, I wish these things were all free. I wish television programs or, you know, television time is free, but it's not. And that's okay because, you know, people own businesses and that's what they do. But God said, go to the world and preach the gospel to every creature or every available outlet. Do what you have to do. And I'm telling you what, I am doing that, and I will continue to do it forever. But partners, I need your faithful financial support. We have never had a financial deficit. We're not even close to having one. You know why? Because we trust God. I'm believing God for you to be blessed 30, 60, or 100 fold and 1,000 times. Lord, I pray for my partners. I pray for people watching today that they'll be ministered to and blessed by your glorious power, spiritually, physically, and financially. In the mighty name of Jesus and everything God does starts with a seed sow a seed today partners you already know that and watch God do the most unbelievable impossible yet doable things thank you partners I hope me and Kathy say thank you enough we will never be lazy with your seed never we put that to work as soon as it comes into this office not into my pockets into the office of the Lord Jesus Christ Thank you for being a part of the day. Don't miss next week. I got a sermon entitled Advice for Living for next week. God love you, see you soon, bye-bye. Every one of you have a vision. Everything you see was once a vision of someone or a dream As our June partner offered today, we have a sermon entitled, You Do Not Have a Shelf Life. As a Christian, time doesn't matter. And as believers in Jesus Christ, you and I have no expiration date. We are timeless beings. Order it today at jdm.org. And guess what? You won't have a shelf life. You'll quit looking at the number because there are no numbers. Order it today, jdm.org. This year is going to be about keeping the faith no matter what. Faith is not the work of a moment, but of a lifetime. And remind yourself that everything is yours. Make that your inward vision. All of God's promises are yours by faith. It's all up to you to keep it. Stay the course and keep the faith. Remember, if you keep the faith, everything is yours. Did you know angels are real and many of them are here today? God's Word is full of supernatural experiences by people just like you and me. My new book, The Hidden Help, I share a few of those biblical stories and some of my own personal experiences with angelic beings. Remember, this world isn't all there is. You are unique in God's creation and The Hidden Help is always here for you. Order your copy today at JDM.org. So when you're fighting the good fight of faith, you are fighting against disease, social evils, and selfishness, see. But most people fight faith instead of fighting the good fight of faith. He said, that faith stuff don't work. Why? Because you didn't work it. And, and, and then you begin to call God a liar. I know he said that, but that's the problem. You need to get your butt out of the way. <laughs> God is not into conjunctions like the church world is.